It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Join your hosts as they close out the year with their 2023 New Year's special. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, those in between, to the end of 2023. It is the eve of the Gregorian New Year, and, well, as per tradition, I suppose, we're gonna just, you know, just ramble on and discuss our thoughts personally about uh, this year. So, Caleb, how are you doing currently? Uh, This evening, I'm doing mostly okay. I'm... I feel like my my go-to this year has just been getting by, and that's where I've been pretty much the whole year. Uh, we'll discuss uh, yeah our year in podcasting, our year in movies or books or whatever media, uh, but my year in my personal life has been hectic and horrible, so, <laughs> so that's too bad. Yeah, no, that's that definitely is a shame. For for me, I think it's it's been a mix, but honestly, I, I honestly feel like I'm. I'm I'm happy that it, it, it it's kind of turned out positive I think and this has been a year of change for me. Um, hmm. I feel like I started off the year very angry. I feel like I'm always angry. That's you know Isaac, you're always angry. Like true, but this year I feel like I've made an effort to really change, especially after I got laid off from my job because I was very miserable there and didn't want to be there, and it reflected my attitude and my work ethic. And it, I kind of, you know, got what I was, that got what was coming to me. Like, you know, you know, saying you don't want to be there and, you know, while not being late, just arriving on time. It's, you know, I, I believe in the, even though I don't pre, I, I don't practice what I preach. I believe in the whole, uh, if you're 10 minutes earlier on time, if you're on time, you're late mentality. I know you probably hate that sort of mentality. Fair enough. It's very old school, but, uh, you know, I definitely reflected that and, I, I can I, I do that still nowadays with uh, when it comes to recording stuff so it seems <laughs> that yeah so time management and just you know oh I got you know, it's it's Mr. Incredibles yeah I got time <laughs> and then he's clearly late for his wedding uh, it's literally that but um, yeah that reflected in I guess getting what I deserved and you know I dealt with consequences of just getting laid off and you know, not being uh, having a job for a few months you know I, I kind of honestly I deserve it I I, I was, you know, reckless and foolish and kind of, yeah, full of myself and really stupid. So I'm glad that, you know, this year, towards the end of this year, this quarter, fourth quarter has really been humbling. And it doesn't mean that I'm fully humbled, but definitely, 
you know, I, I was taken down a notch. It's not like I do that all the time. But, <laughs> you know, this year, like, I'm not coming in, you know, all mopey, like, oh, woe is me, world's teeniest violin. But, like, no, I'm, at the end of the, I'm, I'm kind of happy. Like, personally, I'm, I'm aware that, you know, the world's gone to, cr- well, it's always been crap. <laughs> yeah. Just humans yep. being humans. But, because you'll get somebody saying, oh, this year was terrible. But, Nothing like obviously some stuff happened to them that was bad, but you always get that every year. It's like this year was terrible when somebody does a list or something like that. It's like every yeah, you say that every year. <laughs> like what is a year not terrible? Um, so apologies uh, for me from going on this year. Uh, how would you like to start this whole thing off? Sorry if I've been rambling for a bit. How where would you like to go in this direction? Well, I guess you might as well start with how we think our year in in podcasting's done because I feel like we've actually. I mean, we we've gone around the the moon. We've 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 done a ton of stuff this year. Uh, I'm sure many of it, the listeners at this point haven't heard it, but we've also returned to some series that we've been meaning to get to for a long time. And overall, I'm feeling pretty excited and, and happy about what we've done, and especially finishing up Avatar: the Last Airbender on our Bending the Elements feed. Wow, that feels big. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, it. It definitely feels, I won't say surreal, but it's like, wow, I, I mean, I see, it should say both of us, but like, I'm just surprised we, I, we accomplished it, man. Like we, we did it. We, we set out to do as you said, and we finished the series. I'm, yeah, it's, it's going to be weird going forward and I'm kind of, uh, going to miss it. I'm I'm really going to miss, you know, talking about that series. I know it didn't hit me in the moment, but. Yeah, just just like, oh, it's gonna make me go back and listen to our our recordings and be like, oh wow, there's a lot of, like, for the time capsule and like, wow, this is I'm dating myself, but, yeah, no, it's well, I, you know, it'll definitely, I definitely need to hear and maybe not hear, but I definitely, yeah, going forward, it'll be interesting to see how we do with other series. Yeah, and like I said, and it wasn't until we did our book three overview, I'd never gone back to listen to any of our prior episodes, except for the book one and two overviews. I listened to those. Um, when we did uh, the book two overview, I went back and listened to that. And then when we did uh, book three, I went back and listened to those two. But then I was like, oh, you know, I, I really don't know this podcast at all. I, I edited the episodes, but like I've mentioned before, after I edited an episode... Once it's published, it it's like my brain's like, okay, that can finally be cleared out, and I completely lose the episode. I, I don't remember it at all. So that's why I try to go back six months later, so I can be like, okay, what what the hell did we say on that episode? So, yeah, it's been weird going back to those Avatar ones. It was so, it feels like it was so long ago now. <laughs> and even though we did a series overview, I guess I'll just say it as well, I definitely dropped the ball on that whole uh what is it like <laughs> uh, was it lightning bolt zolt senior or whatever it is uh back in book one i meant to bring that throughout the rest of the series but i completely forgot about that so whoops that was a faux pas on my part but that'll definitely uh for you know i guess inside baseball it'll be definitely returning and i'll tr- I'll, I'll try to return that back into uh what was it now back in legend of Korra. I'm trying to get that in there but we'll, we'll definitely see yeah and i want just uh, to cut back to the novice leaders feed a little bit I did want to thank you for the uh, pushing us, even though I was hesitant and I was like, oh man, we just got out of a big series with James Cameron. Uh, doing that Fast and the Furious series, I th- thought was so fun. I really enjoyed uh, 
the kind of quick pace of, of us getting to them. Because I'm sure anyone who's listened to this podcast for a while knows that we we tend to spread out our entries by a long time. Yes. <laughs> so having to having that time crunch, being forced to kind of live in the Fast and Furious world for however long we did it, maybe like three months or so. Yeah, that that was it was a it was a fun time. I'm looking forward to jumping into another series like that. Hopefully at some point. And I mean, I was doing the whole like riding the coattails of uh of of it being like lead up and build up towards the next one so i'm like ah this is our time man this is we gotta do this and <laughs> well really probably didn't need to it was probably not the best. hopefully it wasn't a danger to your psyche because i can understand it was kind of a commitment as well and having to see the poorly written characters you know over and over again like regress almost like you know I guess we'll at least. I mean, I'm still saying like, yeah, the first the first two are the are the best. Like, does the, the, all you gotta do is like one. Mm. Like the first one's, I guess, the best. Second one is a little bit like lighter than the first, but it's still a lot of fun to watch. And the rest, other than like maybe five, yeah, you can skip them or watch them if you're you know you just enjoy it. Yeah, but even if the movies weren't that great, I still had a lot of fun talking about them with you. I think that was. Yeah, I hope the listeners enjoyed that series because I, I definitely enjoyed going through it. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't want to go over numbers because I'm really not into that stuff. I'm, I couldn't care less. Yeah, although I will say uh, this year is has been our most successful ep- uh, year for the podcast uh, by by a lot. We listenership definitely took a giant jump this year, but <laughs> but yeah, we won't we won't dwell too much on that. But yeah, is there any standout series we've returned to this year or particular movies that we covered that? you were really happy to get to? Well, I was definitely, I don't want to say proud, but I'm at least pleased, and uh, I stand by our 200th episode, which was this year, and, you know, hmm. who knows, number 300 may come this time next year. Like, I, like, given the amount of, like, episodes we we put in, it's, I wouldn't be surprised if number 300's, like, closer than we think. Oh, it is, Yeah. Yeah, today we did episode 255. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so it's coming. (laughs) Oh me, oh my. That's coming sooner than I thought. But yeah, Prince of Egypt, uh, as as number 200, I'm a lot more... um, I'm happy with. I'm I'm happy with how it turned out, and I I accept it. So I'm I'm glad we got to 200. I feel... more respectful than I did with the Iron Giant, but I'm um, happy that one came out. Oh, by the way, did you ever go back and listen to that Iron Giant episode? Nope, still haven't. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, man, I just, I just can't. Like, like I said, I canceled myself before I started using, you know, this microphone. Uh, everything in person was just like me being completely full of myself and just downright disrespectful well. and unprofessional <laughs> and. I mean, not that I haven't been oh, professional no. like since then and while recording, you know, from home, but like, uh, just yeah, it's I sound vile and ignorant, and just you know, repugnant. <laughs> I I don't know about that. I had a I had a go okay day today, by the way, folks. It's okay. Like I'm I'm pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say I, I I hope one day you'll return to that Iron Giant episode and yeah, tell tell me what you think because yeah, I, I don't think it's as bad as all that. Well, yeah, that's what you think. But, um, yeah, I guess another series that I'm very glad that you also uh, spearheaded Rejuvenating. And again, listeners have not heard much of it yet. 
but that's our ultraviolet A-rated basement series. We've been meaning to get back to that for a, a long time at this point. And it just took you finally being like, okay, I'm pulling one out that we've been yeah, kickstarted again. And yeah, that's been a ton of fun. So thank you again for that as well. Hey man, you're welcome. I said, I, I don't, I was going to, okay. So I don't know if you sent me a message or whatever, but you, I remember you were uh, editing uh, one of the speakeasies from last year. Um, and you said, oh man, like, here's like, you know, how much we've changed or whatever. And you were like, yeah, the, the, like, uh, it was either the 2022 uh, year end speakeasy or it was just another one. It's like, oh man, what can we do for like 2023? And you were like, I, I don't remember what you said that you wanted to bring back, but I know I said, I was like, I want to bring back the ultraviolet a raid basement. And there was, I don't, I don't remember what you said, but whatever it was, like <laughs> we did technically accomplish that. Yep, hundred percent, and it's been yeah a lot of fun, and I can't wait for listeners to hear some of those episodes because yeah, some of that stuff gets it's pretty pretty fun. I don't, I, I yeah, I don't know if I want to keep. Uh, I don't know, like make people anticipate for the amount of content like OVAs uh, like coming their way. I'm <laughs> I think I am a little bit like I think I've, the cat's out of the bag on that one, but like uh, yeah, you you like we are committing to that and i want to continue on with that like in 2024 um because and, and you know something like i was thinking about this today i'm like you know the ultraviolet aerated basement doesn't necessarily have to be animations restricted oh interesting okay okay you know, hmm. if you know what i'm if you catch my drift like home video uh gore pictures or or action pictures a lot of violence I didn't necessarily like in the, in the title itself. I never did restrict it to animation, did I? I just said ultra violent. Though that obviously is me trying to <laughs> broken in, in, in a stupid way, trying to fit like you know ultra in there yeah. without like with an O. Um, a yeah, rated, for the OVA. so it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but A rated in in that you know it's got to be something very vile and repugnant and really makes you crawl. And A-rated ba- or basement, obviously, because you would this is where you would watch it in the setting, of course. So it's like you know, I never did like you know restrict it to anything outside of animation. So yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and I'll say one of the things that I'm proud of this year in, in terms of the podcast, and I am positive that I'm not going to be able to do it next year, was just plowing through that gigantic backlog of bonus episodes oh, that had been building grief. for so long. To the point that I was able to, in about two months, edit enough episodes that I could put out one for almost the entire year, every Friday. Because I just, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to just dedicate this month. And the only thing I'm editing is these fucking bonus episodes. And I'm going to plow through this backlog. And I did like maybe 30 or over 30 of them at that that time. And so, so it's been funny with them coming out. I'll see them release. I'll be like, oh, I don't remember what, what we said on that episode. I don't remember anything about that at all. But unfortunately, now I've I've run dry and I have to start working on the current backlog that I have. Uh, but that's yeah, not on the cards currently. So, so by what month do you think 2023's speakeasies will they finally um, run dry and finish? Um, I think there's maybe eight or nine of them currently that are sitting there. So, yeah, that wouldn't take too long to, to plow through. Uh, if if I was putting them out every week, 
And not to go inside baseball on people, but I did make a... Uh, as soon as he said, like, ah, oh, we got too many, like, you know, we, you know sure, he's, we're not overloaded with speakeasies. I was like, okay, we're going to stop trying to do speakeasies because um, I don't want to overload this guy again, just like last year. So it's like, all right, we'll try. It's like, all right, maybe we need to stop having backlog stuff because even though that's good for us, it can also be a detriment in the end. Yeah, yeah. It's fun doing them, and I, I definitely want to get back to... Well, we, we've actually done quite a few lately, so I'm fine keeping up the current pace of yeah, maybe not every episode having an hour of bonus material that we record. <laughs> uh, I think one thing you'll appreciate as well this year uh, is, even though we've been doing it, we did we, we broke our we broke our code not code but we broke our streak I suppose even though there was no streak but I guess it was there is that uh, we kind of ventured not, again not to maybe spoil this will definitely be spoilers for some people but. We kind of ventured outside of DC Comics. Yep, yeah, with uh, yeah, our comic book reading. We, we've done a couple of comics this year, not as many as uh, I would have liked to have get in. I was hoping to do a little bit more, but what we've done, I think it's been a lot of fun and some cool stuff to come. Yeah, what I can say for next year is we're going to, well, I say next year, but I think the focus is once again do straight, like I think whatever we added this year like each year this is a thing we're going to streamline we are going to streamline the ever living crap out of uh just, you know as as apple does with their iPhones every single stinking year so we're just going to streamline and try to hone in on certain series i'm not saying to finish or anything like that but at least to you know give people a flavor of even though we go all over the place it's like let's let's try and streamline these things yeah, and by the way, I am hoping we can finally finish our Superman retrospective next year. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of, yeah. because fingers crossed we can finish Batman next year, and that's maybe too oh, much. I, I doubt think it. I'm asking too much, so knock on wood for that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I don't know I don't I don't know if we really have anything currently planned big for next year, but uh should we do the little speculation that we did last time and see if we uh succeed on it? Uh, I guess we have our our silent film retrospective that we've been promising since 2021. Let's probably do that. Well, I guess my my expectation, but here's my thing of like, uh, how do you think by Oscar season the, um, not to get into real world stuff here because you know it's never mm. uh, you know the best thing that we were good at talking about, but like. Do you think the actors' strike will continue on and maybe end by the Oscars? Oh, I thought they finished that. Oh, so the status quo remains. Status quo. What do you, What do you mean? Uh, just sorry. Yeah, the, the status quo in that this vicious cycle of Hollywood will continue to exist. <laughs> Did you think the strikes were going to destroy Hollywood? I was <laughs> hoping for it to collapse, but I guess not. Well, if it collapsed, a lot of people will be out of work. I mean, that's that's not so great. Oh, that's definitely true, and that's rude of me to say, but at least films would continue to exist. And quality may actually, like, once again reign. Well, there's always going to be lots of junk, even in the world of in independent cinema, even in the world of the non-Hollywood systems. There's always lots of junk being produced, just a lot of people aren't seeing it. Hey, Isaac, guess what? There are other films that exist outside of blockbusters and two hundred million dollars. <laughs> wow, how ignorant of me. Yeah, I go to the I go to the movie theater every week, and frequently I see a lot of great films. And I guess that can kind of spiral into uh, yeah, films we saw this year. I I feel like 
do you feel like you saw more this year in the theater than you saw last year? Because I remember last year you were saying that you were feeling a bit down about not going to the theater as much. I do remember that. Um, you know, I I don't maybe I maybe I don't. I guess I could get my booklet out uh, of the drawer, but um, so I made another stupid claim of. Oh, we we gotta you know bring to light and you know discussion. This is it's our job to well maybe it's your job really because you see these films all the time to recommend to the listeners you know films to see. I said that on one of the speakeasies we did this year. I don't remember which one it was. I just re-listened to it recently. And hey hey Caleb, uh, recommend any indie and or really smaller or. What releases that people didn't like, you know, get to see and you recommend to them? Um, I don't know if it, I think it might still be in the theater, but Saltburn from the same guy who directed Promising Young uh, Woman back in 2019. Um, I can't remember his name, but but Saltburn is this uh, somewhat of a gothic kind of a character study. Some really, really great <laughs> different kind of stuff in that movie. Uh, it looks beautiful. There's this wonderful dance scene in it that I'm not going to spoil. That it, it's just so good. And oh, by by the way, it's British. And yeah, I I think it was not independent, but definitely one of those kind of not Hollywood releases. And I would definitely recommend people go check out Saltburn. And it starred the same guy who played Elvis recently in the Priscilla movie by Sofia Coppola. And Priscilla, I'd also give a, a recommend too. Um, but thinking about movies I saw in the theater this year, I mean, of course, we talked about uh, Jawan, which was a, a fantastic movie this year. I had so much fun with that, and I would definitely still thinking of it to this day. I'm I'm still thinking of it to now. <laughs> like like it's not cha- like I'm it's it's left an impact on me. Absolutely, and I would definitely also recommend that to anybody who uh, is interested in, in Bollywood films or just wants to see a really fun. A kind of action movie. Uh, that one is definitely one to, to check out. Um, but other movies I saw this year, I'm, I'm trying to think. I know there was a number of good ones that I saw, and, and a couple bad ones. Of course, we did see Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I saw that 65 movie. Do you remember that one? <laughs> was that this? Okay, see, that was the thing. Was that this year or was that last year? Uh, 65, I'm pretty sure, was a January release this year. Okay, well, that makes sense. Um, no, I didn't see it. Just for the, I guess, the B-movie plot of it, but there's nothing wrong with that. It was kind of fun. Fun garbage. You know, I I enjoy dinosaur movies and sci-fi movies, so, you know, that that was fun. Um, of course, everyone saw Barbie and Oppenheimer, so I don't need to recommend those, but those were definitely some standouts. Uh, for horror, I saw this movie called Talk to Me. I believe it was Australian or something like that. And it was actually directed by two YouTubers. Did you hear much about that one? I Yeah, I, re- I remember uh, the Red Letter Media buds were talking about that one. Oh, I didn't see that. Mm. Yeah, I would definitely give that a strong recommend. I think that was, for a, for a 2023 horror movie, uh, that's one of the, probably the biggest standouts for this year that I can think of that at least went to the theaters. Hmm. Just trying to think. Oh, uh, one of the movies that I think was the strongest this year, another Bollywood movie was called uh, Rocky and Ronnie's Love Story. Came out uh, summer release. 
I think it came out maybe a couple weeks after Barbie. And that movie, I, I do think it's one of the strongest movies this year. It, it's so, so fun. I, I wish that people would have seen it. Uh, but like most Bollywood movies, they just didn't really give it... I, I don't think they think that there's any interest outside of uh, like Indian movie viewers. And so they never advertise their movies outside of... Unless you're going to see an Indian movie or Bollywood movie. Uh, but I wish they would have ad advertised that. I think if people would have seen it, they would have really really liked it such a strong romance great chemistry uh they did this thing where the the characters were kind of opposites one of them was like a, a news anchor who was kind of more woke you would say very politically aware and strongly opinionated and she fell in love with this kind of vapid rich boy who was kind of like a you could say a man child but in a more innocent way like he was just didn't really know what the world was because he was so busy living in his bubble which was just the gym and him thinking himself is so cool being obsessed with style and so it was, it was a fun clash of their relationship and it was especially cute because the way that they paired up is the boy's grandpa was depressed and was kind of going like senile and is his what's the the grandchild what's that one called again <laughs> I guess grandkid. <laughs> um, he was all sad and was like, okay, I, I want to find the spark to, you know, bring vigor back into my grandpa who I love. And he discovered about this old romance, this old fling. And so he tried to pair them up. And so he kind of had like a dual relationship with the two grandkids falling in love and the two uh, grandparents re reigniting their love. And so that was really sweet. And there was this whole kind of interfamily dynamic going on with the, the parents and it was just an excellent uh, romance so so i would yeah, highly recommend that still there or did i lose you no 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 i'm still here don't worry relax uh, not having that okay. well, that, that brings that brings the other problem that's happened this year for us is uh internet issues in the fourth quarter oh yes yeah me and isaac unfortunately this year it's only been i think after the summer yeah, we've had tons and tons of internet problems, and it's made for some awkward podcasting uh, here or there. Awkward, you say? Yeah, lots of repeating, lots of frustrations, and yeah, definitely, definitely a shame. Me storming off in a you know fit of rage, and people thinking that if I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's maybe happened. Yeah, once or twice, or yeah, yeah. There's one more smaller movie. I, I did see quite a quite a few of them. Some of them I can't remember right now. Uh, but one of the ones that really, really stood out for me, I thought it was, again, one of the best of the year, was this... Uh, I can't remember who directed it. It was called Past Lives. Um, and it was about a South, South Korean woman who moved to the U.S. At, at around, like, maybe eight or nine years old. And she had just started this fling with a boy in her class. But... You know, they, they got separated for years and then met again on the internet and kind of started to have a little bit of a reigniting of their fling in their, their college years. But then for various reasons, they got separated again and she ended up getting married. And he connected with her again and was like, hey, I'm coming to, to your city, New York. Like, can I see you while I'm there? Like, can you show me the city? And it was a really complicated and really, really beautiful romance story um 
and she was she was married i think i mentioned that and so her husband was there and it created this kind of awkward sad but also really mature dynamic and i i just think it's one of the more smarter uh, written movies of this year and definitely one that i think fell under people's radars but i've been uh been hoping that when Oscar season came around that maybe it would get a little bit more buzz because I feel like it is a movie that should be nominated for either best best picture or best screenplay. I, I definitely think that one should be in the running. So so check it out if you if you missed it. <laughs> I guess for me, here's an accomplishment. Uh this is really small, but I finally saw Castle in the Sky uh in theaters, um, which I had never seen before in theaters because Every time I tried, I always <laughs> never like always something always came up. So that was an accomplishment there. Yeah, was I there with you for that? Did we go see that one together? Yep, I believe so. I could be wrong on that, but I think I tried to you know go to that one. Yeah, I, I think we did. Yeah, no, that was fun. That was really fun. Yeah, I was sad we couldn't catch more of those Miyazaki movies that they played this year. Well, I, at this point, they're going to do it, release it yearly. So Ghibli Fest is always yeah. a, well, it seems to be an annual thing. So, um, or yearly thing, whichever one it is. Uh, so honestly, like, I'm not too worried about it. Um, should be okay. We'll you know catch it next year. My only big gripe, of course, is that they obviously, I you know, par- pardon me for saying, but I, they've I don't know who's in control of this. G kids, I don't know what's what like what the problem is, but I don't know why they haven't played Porco Rosso in theaters yet. But man, I'm, maybe maybe they do in some pe- person's ear. But like, man, I'm a little bit annoyed by that. Yeah, I'd love to see that in the theater. Absolutely. I think if I had to recommend a film uh, this year to people, like maybe a check out. I mean, again, it's not anything international or foreign or. You know, well, well thought out because, like I said, it was, it was very straightforward, and I, I talked about this in the review. I don't know if you've released it yet at this point, uh, but definitely, uh, what was it? The the film Gran Turismo. That one surprised me. Hmm. That was that one surprised me how honest it was. Like it was very straightforward, but at least the relationship between the protagonist and David Harbour's character. Again, I found very strong, and yeah, just I don't know. I enjoyed that one, so I definitely want to give that one a shout out. And you know, while we're mixed, maybe I'm a little bit more negative again. Um, uh, Yeah, maybe I'm thinking a little bit more negatively of it. Well, well, I don't don't fully know yet. Uh, It was at least I guess an accomplishment that the Super Mario Brothers movie came out this year. Yeah. No. It. Yeah. I'd be curious to go back to that. I Hopefully we can cover it sometime soon. Because, yeah, I would like to revisit that again. Oh, that's going to happen. It will, like, we'll definitely be doing a recording or a discussion of it at some point down the line. But uh, I guess that just in, like, terms of video games, it's like, yeah, I guess that, that happened. And we, hey, saw the release finally of The Flash. And, uh, yeah, that, that came out finally. <laughs> that's true. That's the yeah. I think we were both mostly positive. I feel like my memories are starting to shape more poorly, but I remember being positive. Yeah, it's weird how initially I come away. Some people may think I'm putting on an act when it's like, oh, you're just saying like all this positive stuff about DC just to spite Marvel. 
It's like genuinely, I like sometimes like these films coming out of the gate, and everybody else hates them. Like all these DC ones. So it's just like I don't know. Like I don't want to call myself a DC fanboy, but it's like I don't know. I just you know, there's parts that I do like about them, and parts that I don't like. So I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm okay with them. Yeah, and to be fair, when you were watching the Marvel movies, it's not like you came out of the majority of them negative. In fact, I think most of them you came out of them positive at the time. And you just haven't seen them for a long time. You've been seeing more DC stuff, so... Yeah, absolutely. If you were seeing the current Marvel batch, you might feel the same way. Yeah, probably. I mean, like, the only one that I really wasn't having... Well, like, wasn't pleased... Well, yeah, there was obviously ones I wasn't pleased with, which was, like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, and Black Panther as well left a disappointing taste in my mouth there. Um... But yeah, I mean, all of them were either, or I either enjoy, well, I think you know, Winter Soldier is still the best, but either I enjoy the big, big ones or big and small. Yeah, I gotta shake my head. Right. And I'll say, uh, so this year I I picked up um, the Snyder Cut on 4K. I wanted to revisit that and I wanted to watch it in a more premiere format. Because unfortunately all the HBO stuff or the HBO Max stuff that we get here goes to the Crave streaming service. And I, I find that streaming service to be such a, a piss off because they, I think the, I, I, they claim that they do um, uh, 180p uh, HD standard, but I swear it's one, I swear it's 70, or fuck, I swear it's 720p. It just looks pixely, the colors look blown out and weird, and that, that fucking app, it pissed me off. So <laughs> whenever Crave gets stuff, I always end up just, if I want to watch it, I'll just buy it instead of watching it on there. And so I was watching the Snyder Cut, and, you know, I've got my issues with it, but overall I think it's a pretty damn solid uh, superhero movie in the modern era. Again, way, way too long, but otherwise solid. And so just a few weeks ago I was like, you know, I always heard people say that Batman v Superman's better in the Ultimate Edition. And that that extra 30 minutes that they added just uh, fixes a lot of the problems with the movie and it's a much more fulfilling uh, journey. So I picked that up and I watched that uh, about maybe four or five days ago. Have you re- have you revisited that since the theater? I keep meaning to, but haven't. Uh, I've decided not to recently. So at some point I'll just like, all right, I'll do it. But not anytime soon. Yeah, your feelings are still pretty uh, pretty hot towards it, or or just don't care? Well, I want to do the whole, uh, I guess, Zack Snyder trilogy of Man of Steel, BVS, and Justice League. Because, you know, he's, you know, there, there's this, there's a thing, like, he's got a through line. There's, he's, he's beginning with Superman, he's ending with the Justice League. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a trilogy in, in somewhere in there, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, there's vague tendrils of a trilogy, but nothing cohesive. Even Superman feels, in my opinion, like a different character from BVS and in Man of Steel, and then to the Justice League movie too. I feel like he was constantly retooling what he wanted to do with that character, because I feel like he did not understand the character at all, and so it would constantly have different points of view for him. At least that's my opinion. Maybe Zack Snyder uh, fans. For, for his DC stuff. Maybe they have a more nuanced opinion. Oh, but I tried to sit through that, that goddamn Batman v Superman in the three-hour version. I did not think it came out any better. It's one of the few movies that I've fallen asleep in the theater because I found that original one so boring and so terrible. 
And this extended cut, I mean, three hours long for that, it was just self-indulgent. The Lex Luthor, I just can't even believe that that's what they did with that character. It feels like a just completely wrong take and like pointless take. And just like uh, you, you still haven't seen the the Snyder cut of Justice League, right? Nope. Yeah, I'll, I'll spoil and not spoil. Uh, that movie features a very extended epilogue. It's like the movie ends, and there's maybe like 40 minutes left. That's just kind of wrapping everything up. It turns out that he did the exact same thing with this Ultimate Edition. And just like in the Snyder Cut, where it starts to feel like, okay, all this this epilogue doesn't feel like it was actually part of the movie before. It feels like stuff that he came in and retooled later. Kind of like George Lucas. It was like, oh, I feel like I want to put this in there. I want to put this in there. And it makes the ending of the Justice League Snyder Cut just feel protracted and kind of awkward. Similar thing here. And I was like, why is this even in the movie? This, This doesn't feel like at all like it's part of this feature film why did he just insert this in here so i'm very confused by the people that claim that the ultimate edition is the a superior cut i mean maybe i just need to go back and see how terrible the original cut was but yeah i would give it a strong not recommend and i paid uh, the 25 bucks to get that on uhd as well and i regret it <laughs> how'd it look visually i mean it was definitely sharp it definitely looked uh okay um but Zack snyder kind of likes to have a muddy kind of vision to his movies at times and so this one yeah it was like it was too dark at times and yeah just kind of weird over polished and at times muddy looking cinematography i don't know how to, to fully describe it but it was weird well i'm sure there are fans of his science fiction or science fantasy uh space odyssey or space opera epic that uh, just came out on netflix oh is that out now oh shit yep that's out now well i definitely will watch that rebel moon yeah, yeah very intense or at least very detailed uh stuff from what i hear about um the synopsis of it, not the whole review, but just like the, the synopsis I heard from Captain Logan uh, during one of, I guess, the trailers or whatever the announcement was. It's like, wow. Once again, like the creator, was this like a previous IP somebody came up with or... Yeah, I'm curious for you. What, what's your been? What's your year been in, in media? Have you been just checking out stuff for the podcast? Were there stuff that you were getting into on your own time or books or comics or, or movies or series? No, mostly I just checked out stuff. I was a little bit um, more in, uh, more, I guess, the former of just checking out things on a uh, on the podcast basis. So, fortunately, it was for work purposes rather than experimenting and, and you know going out and and looking for stuff. I, I admit I've kind of neglected that, but I, I, I intend to do that. I was like, you know what? No, that's that's where I'm, I'm going to not do that. So, yeah, I made that decision and it won't be forever, of course, but just at this point in my life, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to... I have I have something I'm trying to do now, so uh, I'll be... Hey, I'm not, this does not mean I'm like, you know, <laughs> listening to my stuff on the podcast, just like, ah, you know, I'm just uh, not, not experimenting as much, which is kind of ignorant. <laughs> No, it's what whatever whatever you want to do to fill your time. What what have you been filling your time with mostly in in twenty twenty three? Uh, Genshin Impact. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. 
Nice. Uh, no, not nice at all. By the way, I've got a, a speakeasy coming out soon with you talking about that. So, oh, there's still a couple on the way. Lovely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, how's that been? It sounds like you've been regretting regretting some of the time spent with Genshin Impact. Oh yeah, I I I regret it. It's um, yeah, start of this year I mentioned it as like being very excited. This year, towards the end, it's just like I see why people you know hate playing it and uh, for for whatnot because it is definitely the definition of a time sink. But I've committed hmm. to it, and I just I gotta see it through. I, it's like Isaac. That's the stupidest thing you could have said. It's like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, it's fair. Is is there like a goal that you're working towards, or is it just? Yeah, I, I don't. I can't remember what the game was. I remember you explained it to me already, but so you don't need to explain it again. But well, it's a it's a mobile game, but it's on console and PC, and you mm. basically level up your characters. But the way you get your level up materials and this is stuff that he can understand because it's you know in any video game. Uh, the way you get level up uh, items, you have to, you only get a, like, daily amount. And then you have to go in the next day. And then the next day. So you can see why it's a time sink. Mm. Yeah, it's the wrong kind of video game. Whereas if you were playing, like, a JRPG, you could do this in, like, maybe four days max. And you could, like, maybe not four days max, excuse me, but at least within four weeks, you could maybe play the entire game. Like, I'm talking seven days. Uh, so like 28 days fully, yes. Um, you could, you know, pretty much beat yeah. the game potentially. I mean, that's a lot of hours, but yeah, I'm embarrassed. It's um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a degenerate. I'm I'm awful of that. I should probably I've I've, I've a problem dependency issue. Let's put that like that. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember a while ago? Maybe it was two years ago or so when I was stuck in a Call of Duty spiral, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to play other games, but these fucking games are so huge they take up so much space on my hard drive and i feel like anytime i want to get into a story game i just start feeling that itch wanting that addiction of the adrenaline spike of uh playing some of those games and so i would just yeah it was a time sink for me and i just kept wanting to delete it it was like oh man why do i keep playing this why but i can't stop playing it so so it sounds like maybe you're falling into a similar spiral (laughs) Well, that's the thing with this, because it was also, I've kind of gotten angry at the games industry. I'm, mm. again, it's maybe childish. It's probably a childlike anger towards it. Uh, I'm I'm angry at the direction that we're taking when it comes to um, visualization and photorealism. I'm, I'm very irritated with this idea of we're going to, try to get as photorealistic as we can and, and that's it. And the reason I like Genshin is that it's self-shaded. Uh, sure, it's anime characters. Sure, they're, you know, gorgeous and whatnot. And yeah, there's there might be that sensuality to it, but it's just like, I love the look of it because like my eyes, oh my goodness, like there's no, not that I care about Uncanny Valley, but it's just like, wow, to actually like be playing this is really cool. Um, not to say that other games aren't like that. I'm just talking like the ones that are like photorealistic and the whole Sony thing. I mean, maybe I'm just a boy who cried wolf on this, but just like, you know, the, their whole spiel of, you know, having these first party titles and, you know, having their whole heads up their butts and having their games designed to be, you know, because their movie department, uh, you know, 
is non-existent. They instead switch to cinematic games over like gameplay. You know, the gameplay is very basic, but so is Genshin. So, you know, hey, there's nothing that appeals to everybody. Uh, I'm I'm not for it. I'm I'm mad. So I'm I'm just mad at the games industry. You know, at that. Even though again, there's indie games. So it's just like I've decided to not play a lot of. Yeah, you know, just pass on on games, and you know what? I gotta accept that. I'm okay with that. It's it's what I want to play, and you know maybe I set these standards, and it's just like, dude, you know, pleasures of the, pleasures of the flesh, as you said. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know it's your downtime. You know, do whatever makes you happy. I mean, we work to to hopefully be able to afford to be comfortable. Uh, my free time, you know, I I myself put way too much pressure on never taking free time i feel like my life is too busy to have free moments to do things and so anytime i play video games i feel just this this terrible guilt and i kick myself like oh you're playing a video game that's like there, there's so many other things that you need to be doing how could you spend you know how could you spend 15 hours plowing through this this game and for whatever reason i can spend 15 hours reading a book or watching a tv series and be like okay you know that maybe if it was a tv series i kind of complain to myself but if it's a video game i just kick myself around i don't know why that is i, I think maybe when we were kids adults drilled it into our heads too much that video games are a waste of time and it rots your brain and i think that i still have that drilled into me and so even though i recently bought an external hard drive i downloaded all my games so now I can finally, like, oh, I've been wanting to play these games for years. I can finally do it. But after two or three hours, I start to be like, look at you sitting here wasting your time. I, I, I wish I could get over that. That makes me feel shitty. Because <laughs> I love playing video games, you know? Just why, why can't I uh, let myself enjoy them? Well, I guess one thing to maybe <laughs> let me say something I did do. Well, I've been doing this for years, but... I don't know if it's the most amount of ones I've seen this year, but we talked about musicals. Yep, yep. No, that's definitely been... I'm looking forward to getting to more of that. Yeah, and I guess we did do, although it, it'll be coming out to about a week or so. Yeah, I think about a week after we put out this episode. So a little bit of spoilers again for upcoming stuff. We finally got back to our Road to Star Wars series after three years. <laughs> what a long time. To have a series sitting on the back burner. That's crazy. Well, I mean, there's that, but there's also something that I am at least proud of that, um, I mm. guess it doesn't make myself feel good after the beating I just, you know, did of myself, but yeah, at least one thing that I am at least proud of that we accomplished was we finally talked about, for your pleasure, uh, on this, you know, New Year's Eve, uh, we finally talked about the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yes, it's taken us also three years, I think. And I'm very, very pleased that we finally got to do that. I think it turned out well. I'm looking forward for you to be able to hear it. I'm currently still editing it. But yeah, I think that was a lot of fun. I put my effort into that one. That one I actually like really, really tried. Like I was, I, I really wanted to like, you know, do that one. So, you know. You know, it, and I'm glad it came out of Avatar, like because hmm. you know that was the thing that really I don't know, you'll, you'll hear us you'll hear me kind of say something similar, but I really am proud that 
uh, I was able to, again, I, I sound selfish, but I'm just talking about myself because Caleb can speak for himself. Uh, but I'm at least happy that you know, we did Avatar so that I, I could grow and move past commentaries and just do discussions. And yeah, it turned out way better than what I would have, <laughs> I don't even know what I would have come up with in you know 2020. Or yeah. yeah, which by the way, I keep meaning to go back to see what that original episode was like for our, our New Year's of 2020. Yeah, I keep meaning to go back to that episode. <laughs> uh, did you go back and listen to it? I remember you were saying that you were curious too. Mm. No, no, no. Well, I say that, but you know, I also may have <laughs> forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah, no, that that was definitely fun. And uh, yeah, I feel like in general, actually, I feel like we moved away from doing as many commentaries this year, just uh, across the board, I, I think. I mean, I guess we do them with the uh, the uh, ultraviolet A-rated basement stuff, but mostly everything else we've been doing has been yeah, just discussions. So here's a bit that, um, you know, I, I kind of, you know, it's my, I don't know if people are excited for this, but here's a bit that I sometimes bring up, but this time, well, maybe I should have said it before when I was down in the dumps of uh, low self-esteem, um, is my faux pas, you know, Mia Copas. This time I'm not, you know, here, here to, you know, run myself in the meat grinder because I think I just did that literally like, you know, a few minutes ago. But this was literally like, for all intents and purposes, when I wrote this, this was not to, um, you know, make myself feel bad. This is literally just to like point out my mistakes and, you know, in a, in a um, constructive criticism ray, way, excuse me. Um, so this, you know, th th these are the few mistakes that I thought I'd made uh, in the podcast, like out of ignorance or just, yeah, for, forgotten research or I literally just like you know said it wrong uh, one thing I forgot to write but I'll say it again <laughs> anytime I say Gareth or mistaking Gareth Edwards and Evans well it's just like a running gag for us at this point um, in our I recently listened to our speakeasy regarding the serialization and episodic and several times I mixed the words up. So on the very end, when it came to serialization, I meant episodic. Oh, okay. That's I'm it. sorry. I know you I know you literally were confused in one of those instances. Like, wait, don't you mean episodic? And I'm like, <laughs> you idiot, he did. Like, listening to it again, it's like, oh, I don't know why I wasn't thinking that. It's like, oh, these words, I don't know why. Um, so there's that. Um, so, so those are those two. Uh, scary Godmother. Hmm. Uh, there's a bit where uh, when let's see, Vlad and his wife—I forget her name—the vampires—they're dancing, and I said like, "Oh, this would be great for Oscar and more uh, Ticia of the Adams family to be—you know—they they would fit right at home in here." It's Gomez, not Oscar, you dolt. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I thought of Oscar. I guess I just meant, like, you know, Oscar Isaacs, who voiced him in that Adam's Family movie from a few years ago. By the way, as we as I was editing Scary Godmother, I, you kept uh, correcting me because I kept screwing up the vampire's name. It was Max, right? <laughs> See, even I just made a faux pas. I thought it was Vlad for some reason, but he is Max. Ruby and Max, that's right. Yeah, because you, you kept correcting me, and I kept being like, Max, what, a, what an odd name for this character. And then... Uh, when I was doing, uh, I can't remember what I was doing. Oh, it was when I went to go see the last Voyage of the Demeter. 
I started looking up uh, Nosferatu, the new version and the, the 20s version. And I clicked. I was like, oh, they called that character Max because the guy who played uh, Nosferatu was named Max Shrek. So that that's my, my new theory as to why they called that character that as a reference to Nosferatu. Son of a so I just <laughs> Yep. I should have... Yep. Nope. Didn't put that together until now. That's... The Ruby part is... Uh, unless the... I guess, you know, the... Um, what is it? Unless uh, whatever his name is... Heckler or whatever his name was, the the protagonist, unless his um, wife or his wife-to-be was Ruby or something like that. I don't know where the Ruby connection comes from. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember for sure either. Uh, This next one has not been released yet. Uh, It will be... Well, we did it this year, but uh, it won't be released until... I don't know when. But let me just say... um, I'm an idiot once again. In fact, this is having to do with our own, like, you know, country's geography. Um, I'll just state that Toronto does indeed have a port in it. Um, that travel, like an inland port, um, that travels to other cities along the Great Lakes. Uh, that is complete ignorance in me thinking that, you know, ours is the only city next to maybe, you know, the Maritimes that have ports. Now, here's another one from uh, Fast and Furious 9. Uh, you know, this is with Francis Ngannou's uh, presence in the movie. And I had sent Caleb hmm. literally a visual description of what apparently happens when he uppercuts somebody. And I may have been wrong on the whole Alistair Overeem um cut lip bits uh that may or may i I haven't actually factored myself on this so that's still ignorance but i don't know if i was correct in that caleb it may or may not have been uh francis nagana who did that tim you don't even know what i'm talking about you don't even care but i'm just pointing out there i could be incorrect about uh that whole bit so apologies in there and i'll follow up with that one later on uh this is another multiple one uh i i have to apologize this is for you know, when we did All-Star Superman. Again, sorry. Uh, apologies to Grant Morrison for misla- um, yeah, mislabeling their pronouns. Uh, I kept saying, every time I was listening to, you know, the All-Star Superman reviews, whether we, I know we did, I think we did the, did we do the novel last year or was it this year? Um, either way, I apologize. I, I think I said he instead of they every now and then, so. My mistake. Yeah, me too. Me too. My mistake. I apologize because I I would I, sometimes I would say they, but then I would just casually just slip right back to he. So my apologies. Did not mean to offend anybody there, but it's gonna do that. Um. Oh, this is another one. So I remember. I don't know if this has been in a speakeasy yet, or if this even got like you know released or recorded. But I remember Eric. Oh, I think we no, it was released in a speakeasy. I don't remember which one it was, but Eric mentioned about, and he corrected himself on this one, but he mentioned that you know him, you know, One Piece was huge this year for its you know live action Netflix series, and we, uh, we, I made a joke saying like, oh, was it filmed in Vancouver? And he's like, I, I think so. And I was like, oh, hey, that's whether they also filmed uh, the Netflix Last Airbender. So it's like, oh, they're gonna show up in you know the episode with the pirates, right? Um. No, it, it turns out, like, it was, uh, he, he told me in that 
three-hour discussion him and I, or a three-hour talk that him and I had after we're one of the uh, speaky or one of the podcasts was uh, it was actually in South Africa. Oh, okay. So uh, it was all filmed there, and I was like, oh, so did the uh, rappers from uh, what is it from Chappie show up? And that'd be cool if they did. But anyway, so yeah, that's a full pawn. That's a full pawn. My part. I thought it was Vancouver they filmed in, but it was actually South Africa. That's pretty cool. That's a thumbs up for me. Oh, and this one's just. <laughs> can't believe I said this. Um, so we did... <sighs> Avatar, or something recent, actually. So this one was just literally recent. And again, if there's any other ones that I made a full pawn, I just haven't listened to, so... Again, I can't just help but, you know, drink every time I say apologize. Um, but I mentioned uh, Twilight Zone, and I said Rod Stewart. That's the singer, not the you know creators Rod Sterling. So whoops. These are these are getting to be some uh, some nitpicky uh, apologies here. Come on, that, that's just a, a, t- a typo, a misspeak. <laughs> well, but even still, I gotta like call myself off. Or it's like whoops. Okay, I acknowledge my you know faux pas mistake. I apologize. So well, egg on the face. And hey, hey, this is not out of like you know you know putting myself down or anything like that. This is like just like oh, I gotta correct myself on this one. See, for my my uh, mea culpa for this year, I noticed this on a lot of recordings. And actually, when I was going back to some of those early Benny the Elements, oh god, there was one episode that was so horrible for this. With me starting a recording drunk and slowly, slowly just descending into just horrible drunkness on recording. So you could hear my voice. I, I slur words all the time and I could barely edit it out because it was so prevalent. I noticed that a lot this year, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is just getting embarrassing. I need to... I think it's because I switched to drinking uh, whiskey when we record instead of wine. I think I've just been getting more inebriated than usual, and I apologize for everybody having to endure that, listening to it and recording with me in that state. It was a hard year. It was a hard year. I, I needed some extra booze. It's, uh, it's also still my... F- I still take the blame on that because I was the idiot and numbskull who said oh you should drink more on podcasts to see what happens hey it it can be fun and most of the time i'm okay but every now and again you get that really bad one i'm just gone so i definitely apologize for that (laughs) i never thought i'd say this but uh, again this is spoilers for you know what everyone's gonna you know be listening to in the new year but i can't believe i say this i i prefer the the uva bowl House of the Dead over his, the sequel. <laughs> oh yes, very much so. And we'll see that happen again in another series where the Uva Bowl original is far superior to the horrible Afterbirth that is the oh, sequel. Oh boy. <laughs> so just wait. <laughs> oh boy, many more to come. Uh, you know, hey, we continued the Underworld series. That was nice. And hey, another landmark for this guy. He finally showed me Phantasm. Yes, and, and you mentioned as part of your final summations on uh, the cabinet dr caligari you brought up phantasm and when i was editing it the other day i was so pleased by that i was like oh my god look at that how how happy am i <laughs> but now phantasm is part of your lexicon too because that yeah that movie definitely means a lot to me and i enjoyed it as well i i did enjoy that one as well i have no interest in watching any of the sequels <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fair uh just because you're like eh, like you know kind of going a different direction but um 
another, I guess, egg on our face is, uh, I guess, yeah, we, 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 I should at least mention it. If there's one, okay, there's ongoing. There's a difference between ongoing and incomplete. Yep. Resident Evil doesn't count as incomplete because you know we're just we're we're making our way through those with assist series, obviously, like I said with Underworld. So you know we're we're gonna get to those, hopefully soon. If there's one thing that we still have yet to do and finish, and we will, like you know, uh, curtain from out, out like or curtain from behind or whatever, like we didn't record it anytime soon. Even though we, it's obvious if you're looking at the release date or when we recorded this, it's like okay, sure, duh, Spencer disbelief. Um, we have not yet finished the full cheese uh, Gates of Hell trilogy. Yeah, and the reason for that one being long delayed is the reason for many of our, or at least a couple of our video game series, uh, yeah, being on hiatus currently. So we'll we'll hopefully get to that. Uh, yeah, if things ease up next year, we'll get some time for that. Um. Yeah. I'm. I mean, and I guess for anybody who's like, hey, where's the John Wick two review? You just answered your own question. It's the same, yeah, under the same banner of, yeah, to be decided when that'll, yeah, happen. <laughs> Straight up, like, you know, I don't want to, like, speculate or anything like that on my own, like, best friend's, like, beliefs. But you, everybody kind of, like, probably at this point knows Johnny's personality. Maybe not. We can get a sense of his personality. He's not one into the mainstream. So I'm not too sure what he's going to think of the sequels. I have very, like, low expectations of him even going past three. Well, I guess we'll see if, if we ever get around to, uh, yeah, scheduling that. Yeah, but I guess that's an interest. I guess uh, as we're kind of winding down, I, I feel like we're, maybe we don't have too much more prepared for this. I did want to ask, knowing that you're big into music, uh, was there any standout albums for you this year that you listened to? Well, it's so funny you ask, because once I got laid off, I stopped listening to music, because I just literally, like, felt so low of myself. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to keep listening to music and albums as I do, because I usually just did it at work. And you think, like, oh, because you, cause you're laid off, oh, you have all this downtime. Hmm. I just felt, well, I was, you know, I should have just canceled my title subscription, because it was, like, it was costing me money, so it's like, ah, oh, shoot. Um, this year, I didn't really change my... Uh, selection, you know, I have, you know, in, in my, like, I guess, was it, uh, configurated albums this year, uh, they were largely a lot from last year, because I just, once I got laid off, I just felt, you know, I, I just couldn't do it, I don't, I don't know, like, I'm just like, eh, not into it, but I will say, at least, again, gonna get them on next year, that's all I'm gonna say, I do wanna give a big shout out to, uh, and, Really, I mean, I should also give this to you as well. I want to really, like, push and get out uh, this album called Yule and Rings, uh, which is by my other best friend, Yule. Uh, he finally put out his first album. And I really want to, like, I, I, I want to do a something with that, but I really want to, like, you know, push everybody to that one that was, like, you know, unbiased, like, or biased review. Obviously, I think it's awesome, but honestly, like, I think it's... It's really good, like, I guess, like, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a demo, it's an actual album, but, like, as, like, a first attempt at an album, I think it's gonna go, he's gonna go places with it. Yeah, Yule and Rings, released this year, produced, uh, yep. or the, the the people who made it is titled uh, Yule, comma, Rings the Producer. So, yeah, you can check that out anywhere. Yeah, I've not listened to that yet, I, I remember that that came out, and I just, yeah, never got around to listening to it, but I'll definitely add it to my, my list here. 
Uh, you know, I, I think I would give a recommendation to another one, Soto uh, Voicy or Vo- Voci. I don't know how to say that, but um, that was by uh, the, 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 the artist Transit22. Um, he's also uh, he's a guy out of Calgary. And he, no, I've been listening to his stuff for quite a long time. And I remember when I bike ride with my bud uh, around the city and he just played that nonstop. He's a, like a massive transit fan. Probably like his number one fan, honestly, because he's freaking awesome. It's like, I love you for that, bud. Um, and he blasted that thing like, you know, <laughs> for the whole day. And I, it's still like, even though I haven't listened to it since, it's still like, you know, embedded in my brain. of like, I'm going back to that album. I'm definitely going to listen to that again. Uh, I definitely like the two tracks. I don't know if Foo Fighters have released their new album or did they? Did they? Is it right? Is this one I'm thinking of? Uh, oh, they did. I am definitely interested to listen to that one because this is the one post uh, the um, drummer passing away. So it's like I'm definitely wondering, you know, how it's gonna sound and or like, you know, if it's gonna be a little bit more melancholic and uh, if you know, hopefully Dave's doing well for mm. for that, but. Uh, yeah, I feel definitely yeah. kind of sad about that. But you know, other than that, I think, I think, uh, what is it? I think the two albums that stood out for me this year uh, are what is it? This one's I think like blown up. It's it's everywhere now. Um, it's a guy named Noah Khan. Have you have you heard of him? Yep. Don't don't know his music, but I've heard the name. Uh, he just he put out an album last year called Stick Season, and well, I you know listen first heard you know his like I guess two singles off the from the radio I listened to the whole album oh man I love the album the album's really fun he just mm. was on SNL like a few weeks ago oh oh cool so him. I'm like oh man um, uh, yeah so recommend that album uh, that one was a lot of fun and then uh, there's this other one called Colony House I don't know if you heard of that one this was uh, apparently this year they released it uh, this this album uh, it's called The Cannonballers again their their single um, literally titled I think uh, Cannonballers oh. uh, tightest bass line or tightest like riff I've, I've heard in a while like so tight we're talking about uh, a 40 year old man who goes up to the attic finds his pair of jeans that he wore in his graduating year of high school puts them on and he he can't take them off like he can't move he's he's stuck in place like everything's constricting he can't like <laughs> cuts off circulation he he literally like he doesn't even know what he can do he can't move he's immobile and his his kids have to come find him and you know cut the whole like pants off with scissors and then afterwards he goes in the bathroom and cries in the shower for you know the whole evening <laughs> oh man like we're talking we're talking that tight of like a riff and but the rest of the album it's it's good that they get through that uh do that one like in the third tr- the third track but like the rest of it's fun so i uh, definitely recommend uh listening to that but i think John, big zed has a lot more recommendations and i will so more of that to come yeah hopefully we can get him on for another speakeasy episode to discuss some music sometime soon that'd be great yes very much so um, but I only got about 15 minutes left um, before I got to jump off here. So there's a couple of things I wanted to mention before we yeah, come to a close. So th- there's a few things I feel like I accomplished this year that I guess I'll give myself a half pat on the back, half not. 
One of them is I've finally begun again after many years to attempt to quit smoking. And it's funny when when you're so used to feeling a way that you don't even realize that you feel the way that you feel. Where when I stopped smoking, I when I was smoking, I felt like I was just like like normal. That's just the way I exist. When I quit, I realized like, wow, I suddenly I don't feel so sluggish anymore. My breathing feels so much more easy. I don't feel like I have a headache as often as I, I did before. And it was just cutting out the two or three cigarettes a day. I was like, wow, that I didn't realize how much that was actually affecting me daily. Just this negative pressure on me. So it's been nice to, you know, mostly haven't quit. I, I still, you know, I'm, I'm on the Nicorette gum and every now and again, I just can't help the, uh, the need for that cigarette. You know, it's too good, even though it does do that to me. <laughs> I still love it in its way. Um, and another thing that I should feel more positive about is I did finish a fourth novel this year, but I, unfortunately I finished it in like April. I, or maybe, sorry, it was uh, February. I took off January as a, like a, a rehab month to focus on writing. And even though I finished that book, I haven't touched it since. I haven't done a single bit of editing all year post that. So I feel pretty guilty about that. Um, and I also uh, picked up Duolingo and I'm learning Spanish again. After many years of, I used to be able to speak Spanish okay. Yeah, so it's been nice coming back to it and seeing how much I've retained. But that's been feeling pretty good too. So at least there's a couple things this year that I feel like I've been uh, doing okay on. Because yeah, this year I've also had some job issues and a lot of stuff that's been really heavy on me so it's nice to have a couple positives at least <laughs> i mean it helps that you regularly uh are a snowbird and sometimes or summer bird i don't know where you uh, oftentimes migrate down to mexico uh for that vacation once a year yeah which i'm finally doing again yeah next uh on february so that'll be nice after a long break 2020 was the last time I went on vacation to uh, Mexico. So, oh. oh, is there any other final notes for you that you feel like you want to get out for for this year? In a positive, uh, with my you know loss of work, which I deserved, I fully admit, like that was my fault. I got what was coming to me. I lost motivation to hit the gym as in like you know lifting iron and literally unless it was like you know once over for uh, martial arts training I have yet to not even go back to lift weights once that is how low my self esteem is and that it just gives me I don't know it just gives me I have I have some demons I guess and I have some trauma there that's I guess just I haven't yet closed yet but this year I really made an attempt to I attempt to go out of school of my gym setting, uh, martial arts gym setting, and actually put my skills to the test. Um, that's that is the biggest. That's the that's one of the things. Is like you know, it is a search. You know, martial arts is the search for the truth, as some people say, where you're testing your your abilities against somebody else. And hmm. whether it was because you know, I feel like a useless piece of junk. I'm like, I gotta at least try, and, you know, even though I, I did sign up for an out-of-school bout, as I call it, it's not a tournament, tournaments where it's brackets, and, you know, like, the original UFC one, it's not that, because that was open weight, this is clearly just, like, one match, hmm. that's it, 
like uh, I almost did get into it, but unfortunately, our the promotion uh, had to cancel the whole bout, uh, the whole card itself. So. Oh damn! I didn't hear about that. Mm. I thought I'd mentioned that to you, but uh, either way, like yeah, it would have happened in November. Uh, but it didn't, and maybe it was for the best, but I was definitely, let me say, I definitely feel like I've improved there, and I'm kind of happy. I'm, I'm definitely happy with, you know, how m my martial arts journey has, yeah. um, has, has happened this year. I'm a little bit more happy to go to the, the gym now. I'm not unhappy, but there are definitely days where it's just like, oh man, I gotta fight my my friends and they're better than I am so it's like I don't feel like it so it's like hey that's the thing man it's uncomfortable and obviously <laughs> we don't want CTE but that's just how the way it goes so at least in that sense I'm, I feel reinvigorated for our martial arts journey and so I definitely go on another year and continuing to yeah just just fight because I, I like it hey I love it I love to hear it yeah maybe next year you'll get your uh, your match in a card sometime uh sometime soon i mean it'll be just amateur but you know definitely to search for the truth and actually put my money where my mouth is to actually attempt it you know like just just why not <laughs> so I, I could have gone into uh all the episodes that i didn't uh watch beforehand because there were still plenty that i again i've got time uh that did but uh, oh no not again i'm good let's uh Send it where it is right now. Uh, kind of mixed, yeah. but really, like when I came into this, it was gonna be a lot more positive and end the year on a note for me personally. Of like, you know what? It was definitely rough this year for me. I mean, it's I, again, I I shouldn't say I will not speak for anybody else. It probably has been living hell, living each day, and again, Gregorian calendar. You know, this whole celebration, celebratory aspect. Yeah, this is every year. Every year we think we're going to have a more positive New Year special, but it always turns into depressing uh, places. <laughs> but at the same time, like, well, you know, this is true, but at the same time, literally, I am trying to come out a little bit more optimistic. And, yeah, I, I do feel, you know, like things, things have improved for me. So, I'm happy. Hey, I love it. I'm always happy to hear that. And, and thank you once again, Isaac, for another year in podcasting. I've had a, a ton of fun with you. I think that we... Yeah, every year this is a positive part of my life doing this with you here so I'm very happy to uh, continue into 2024 I'm just waiting for you to finally get fed up with you know my shenanigans and just being like oh this guy um, but yeah no every every year man it's just at least it's at least a good thing to get things off our chest and you know we didn't talk about everything yeah uh, but at least everything that we can remember and hopefully hey we recently remembered up to January so um you know, happy Gregorian New Year, everybody. It's not over yet for if you're, you know, going by the lunar year, New Year, excuse me, uh, or the lunar year, excuse me. Uh, that'll be happening back in February. So, yeah, well, uh, yeah, thank you, Caleb, for, again, 2023. And until next time, everybody, peace. Peace.